What is going on, everyone? What is cooking? This is scriptwriter Steve. You reach my podcast, Barbecue Two Movies. Today is January twenty first, twenty twenty two. It is currently twelve two two a.m. in the morning. That's right. It's not two a.m. It's twelve two two a.m. It's a little early for me to be talking to you, folks. What in the world am I doing? Well, I'll tell you what happened. Uh, doing some work, answering some emails, got through a little bit early, and I have a lot more photos to retouch, now just to be very honest with you, but I feel like procrastinating, I don't feel like working, you know, I, I just, it just happens, you know, it's an artist thing, or is it just a human thing, or is it a scriptwriter Steve thing, oh, wait a minute, I just addressed myself in the third person, now that's when you know you're getting a little big, right, alright, anyway, welcome to my podcast, you know, I got some things I want to talk about. I really, really do. Or, I'm sorry, not things. I have a thing. Thing, not plural, singular. So what is that thing? (laughs) I want to talk about microaggressions. Yes, microaggressions. You know, I had no idea what they were or what they are. Okay, what they are. Let's just say it's what they are, not what they were. I don't want to trigger any of my woke crowd out there, right? So it's what they are. They still exist. And apparently, I came into, I guess, uh, I, I came into this, the knowledge of this word um, just by seeing it online and, and, and seeing the way people interact with each other and, and then accusing others of using microaggressions toward each other. And here I am, you know, in, in the dark once again because this woke crowd, this liberal crowd, they just like to take words or make up words and just abuse it. They just throw it in the trash. Like they took like the rainbow and they made it into something gay. So apparently gays are associated with rainbows, right? Which is pretty uncool because I like rainbows, but I'm not gay. Um, and then you, and then you take a thing like if, if you just say, hey, how are you doing? And apparently that's a form of a microaggression. And you can't say how are you doing because I'm inferring that you may not be doing that well. So I may have just triggered you. How in the world do you have a conversation if you are a triggered, you know, student who is looking for a microaggression every single way and interpreting every single, you know, every single sentence that that comes out of your mouth, every single phrase as some type of finger-pointing microaggression? You can't live. You go effing insane, right? Effing insane. So... In case you don't know what a microaggression is, I'm going to explain to you because apparently I think the majority of you people out there, oh, that's another aggression. I can't even say you people. Oh, how do you communicate? How do you communicate? All right. I have to stop using all these freaking words. I'm going to find myself in Facebook jail or podcast jail. I have yet to be in podcast jail yet because uh, you know what? I'm not as popular as Joe Rogan. And you, Joe Rogan, I don't think he's ever been in podcast jail before, but I think he's been in Twitter jail before. Oh, okay. All right. So what in the world is a microaggression? Let me take a look. I'm going to I'm gonna look this up for you. I'm going to work, work my, what do you call my keyboard? I'm working on it, working it live. Okay. So microaggressions are the everyday verbal and nonverbal and environmental slights. All right, people. What the hell is an environmental slight? Snubs or insults, whether intentional or unintentional. 
How can you slight someone unintentionally? I mean, I'm very honest about that, right? I mean, if I'm going to slight you, I'm going to slight you and I'm going to mean it. If I just say, hey, how are you doing? And I don't mean it in any bad type of way. And just because you're offended because I said, how are you doing? I'm sorry. That's a personal problem. That's a personal problem. You know, what I used to say, sounds like a personal problem. I used to say that all the time. My friend Doss told me at one time and we started using that all the time. It works. It works for it works with the woke crowd all the time. So if they just say, I'm very offended by, by this, by quote unquote this, and you just say, well, that sounds like a personal problem. So whenever you encounter a liberal and you just don't know what to say, and they'll say, climate change is they're doing this, climate change is doing that. You know what? It sounds like a personal problem. Oh, you're not wearing your mask. That sounds like a personal problem. <laughs> it, it just puts them in their place. Oh, I can't find the love of my life. It sounds like a personal problem. Just use it. I'm giving you free use. And if you trigger some snowflake out there, don't worry. That's an intention. Okay. So, continuing on. So, microaggressions are blah, 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 blah. Moving forward. They communicate hostile, derogatory, and or negative messages to targeted persons based solely upon their race or sexuality. Hmm. Really? Really, 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 really? Okay. So that's a university definition. I will, I will rewrite that for you right now on the spot. A microaggression is an oversensitive individual who has an unhealthy relationship with victimhood mentality. I think that sounds pretty good. I should have wrote that down. I have to go rewind this podcast to listen to what I just said. But that sounds pretty good, okay? So, again, if you have no idea what a freaking microaggression is, congratulations, you're normal. And you shouldn't know it. Why? Because, well, it's because you love to have a simple, regular, freaking conversation, maybe exercise some humor without the fear of whoever you're talking to won't go running for a safe space or pointing the finger or trying to get you kicked out of your, your university class. You know, to me, it's just, a, it's just an excuse for sometimes for co some college kids who play the victim card to be angry, to be fearful. More, more so, they love to be angry. You know, by the way, you're the, the sign of an unhealthy personality, unhealthy personality, it's anger. It is anger and fear leads to anger. So all of a sudden, if universities are preaching fear, climate change, COVID, racism, all these different types, oh, Trump supporters, white supremacy, all this fear stuff, you're in this matrix of anger, I mean, matrix of fear, and then all of a sudden, that evolves into a matrix of anger. So you're not just fearful of these people, now you're angry at the people, and it's so easy to be angry. Trust me, once you're there, it's very, e it's very easy to stay there. And this young college crowd and the liberal crowd, they're stuck there. They're stuck there. It's sad. Now, do you think they will, they'll ever take the red pill? Some of them have. That's the good news. Some of them have taken the red pill and they've woken up. They have actually woken up. They're, they are the true definitions. The, the, the young kids or the or, or the lost adults who have been red-pilled, they have been woken up. And that's truly being, quote-unquote, woke in the true context. Now, these safe places, want, these safe place wannabes that just keep popping the blue pill, 
drinking the Kool-Aid and voting for Joe Biden? Well, listen to them when they say victim. When they say victim, all they mean is that Trump voters are out to get them. I'm serious. That's all they mean. Because guess what? You know, Democrats apparently are incapable of any type of microaggression. You know, they can call Trump supporters terrorists. They can call white women Karens. They can call a black a black liberal can walk up to me and say, Steve, you're a freaking chink. And that would be racist as possible. Racist as you, as you can get. And it's not racist. A black person, a liberal black person, can push an Asian woman into the train tracks because he doesn't like the way she looks. And he will not be called racist. Or that be or that would even that would even be a form of a microaggression. That's a huge aggression. No, it has nothing to do with that. And again, we're not saying blacks do that because no, not all blacks do that, but the the media gives Black liberals, a pass. And then they attack black conservatives. If you are a black person out there and you do not abide by the liberal mentality out there, whoa, watch it. You're just as bad as a white supremacist. I'm not even joking about that. Guess who they call a white supremacist? Larry Elder. Larry Elder is black as a black as a black as a black. And he's a cool guy. You know, if I were in California, I would have definitely voted for him over Gavin Newsom. But what did the Democrats do? They said, hey, wait a minute. He's a white supremacist. So Larry Elder, who's 100% African-American, is a white supremacist. And that's not racist or anything like that. You know, they, they said that he was, you know, you know spewing the hatred of, of Trump white supremacy out there. Trump white supremacy? Okay, what do we hear? What do we hear from Democrats? What type of aggressions do they give us? You know, they call us again terrorists. They call they say blacks right now are too uneducated, and also Asians and other minorities are too uneducated to get an ID because voter ID voter ID is racist because. We're too stupid. I'm too stupid to even know how to get an ID. I don't know one person who doesn't have an ID. I don't care what the color of your skin is. <laughs> Everyone has an ID. Maybe the homeless people don't have an ID because they're, they're really down on their luck. But it doesn't matter. Your, the color of your skin, it doesn't matter. You know, you don't have to be that smart to get an ID. I'm not that smart. I re- I'm really not that smart. It's just that everything, everyone else got a little more, little bit more stupid. But, you know, I got an ID. Okay. All right. So I got some examples. Just, <laughs> I got some examples of these microaggressions for you. I'm going to cut the commercial. I'll get right back to you. And we're going to have some fun going through all these different examples of racial microaggression. So get ready to be offended. Get ready to be kicked off of this podcast Spotify thing because I think I'm about to get banned because I think if they get a hold of what I'm going to be talking about, they'll get pretty ticked and they may actually ban my channel. Who the hell knows? I don't really care. All right, here's the message. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So, 
if you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com. So that's dream, weddings with a S, Hawaii spelled out, dot com. Okay, welcome back to my podcast, Barbecues and Movies. Today, children, we'll be talking about microaggressions. Just in case you have no idea what they are, that means you're normal. In case you do know what they are, it means you're enrolled in a university and you have a problem. Okay, here we go, people. Here we go, children. Okay. (laughs) How did you like that intro? (laughs) I found that children's... Children's, um, I guess, music out there on the internet, free to use. And, uh, yeah. So, all right. Here we go. Here we go, people. What, am, what, am, what I am about to read you is from the UCLA Diversity and Faculty Development Department of 2014. So, they're saying the first step in addressing microaggressions is to recognize when a microaggression has occurred and what message it will be sending. All right, so here we go. Now, if you tell someone or ask someone, where are you from or where were you born, the message you are conveying to that person, apparently in the university, they're saying that you actually mean that you are not American. Really? Now, I'm from Hawaii. I'm 100% Chinese. When I go to the other states... This is the, one of the biggest things I always get asked. So where are you from? Where are you from? Because they know I look like a tourist. I don't dress local there. My English, you know, it sounds pretty good, but they notice some type of accent in there. Where are you from? I'm not offended. You know, they may think I'm from China. Fine. They may think I'm from Japan or anything like that, or Korea. That is 100% okay. I'm not offended. When I say I'm from Hawaii, they'll ask me, are you Hawaiian? Because I don't look Chinese. I really don't. I look I look more Hawaiian, you know, their version of Hawaiian. And I'm not offended. Should I be offended? When I ask my wedding couples, so where are you from? I'm trying to figure out what state they're from. Where are you from? You know, because you know, I want to think about, I want to try to figure out if, do I like the food there? Maybe we have a football team in common. Maybe my, my sorry egos are playing your... Sorry, Dallas Cowboys, and I want to know if you're from Texas and you're as sorry as we are, right? Okay, it's just having a conversation. Okay, let's move on. You speak English very well. Now, that's a really good compliment. You know, I know some a lot of people, a lot of foreigners, who when I, I make that comment to them, and uh, and I and I tell them you're English, you speak English really, really well, and they thank you. Because they want to speak English very, very well. You know, I met a couple of Japanese people here in Hawaii. And they, they're obviously from Japan. I asked, where are you from? And they told me exactly where they're from in, 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 uh, in Japan, Tokyo and everything. And we had some great, you know, conversations about the, the earthquake and the tsunami that hit them and everything. What did you feel? Because again, you know, Tokyo wasn't hit as hard. But their English was so good. I knew for a fact they were foreign and say, your English is really, really good. And they said, thanks. They've been studying and they're very proud 
of speaking English very well. It's not an insult. Why is the university thinking that it's an insult? Okay, moving on. What are you? You're so interesting looking. Huh. One of my friends is a beautiful Korean woman. She's really, really beautiful. And people always ask her, what, what's, her nationality, what, what's her nationality background? What ethnicity she's from? And she says, and she always gets the comment, you are so interesting looking. Apparently, it's, you know, she's so exotic looking. You can't ask that. You can't ask how exotic looking she is or how interesting she looks. She looks interesting. Her looks are very interesting. It is. There are some people out there who have very interesting looks. It doesn't mean we're insulting you. Okay. When you say you are a credit to your race, you are a credit to anything. You are a credit to men. Okay, so if you say you're, you, are, you are a credit to men, that means it's a compliment. That's saying you are really giving men a good, a good name. If you're a credit to your race, you're giving your race a good name. That does not mean your race is stupid or unintelligent. And what is the message we're sending here? If we says you are a credit to your race, it means to people of color like myself, because I'm Asian, I'm Chinese, that means I'm not as good as white people. I'm supposed to be interpreting when it says, man, you are a credit to your race. Actually, I'm not because I'm horrible in math. I'm not, I am not a good credit to my race. Uh, but I do know Kung Fu. So if you want to, if you want to say, oh, you know, Steve, like, you know, do you know Kung Fu? And that's one of the things I, I got asked if I'm Chinese because, and you know, is that stereotypical? Not really, because a lot of Asian men know Kung Fu. I'll, I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be completely blunt with you. Like there's very little, there's li very little Asian men who don't know a form of martial arts. My dad knows, my grandfather knew it. Uh, my other, my uncles, we all practiced martial arts before. We're kind of raised with it, even though I'm more of a boxer. But before when I was in high school, man, I could kick the top of a, I could, I could kick the top of the, of the door with a spinning kick. Beautiful spinning kick, by the way. And, you know, if I, if I did it right, I'd knock someone out, break their face. Right? So it's not bad to ask me, do you know Kung Fu? It's, yeah, it's kind of, kind of true. All right. So now when people say you are a credit to your race, you know, it doesn't mean it. It's a compliment. Okay. Here's another microaggression. Wow. How did you become so good in math? So apparently if you say that, <laughs> If you say that to an Asian person, you're, you are assuming that all Asians are intelligent and good at math and science. Now, I think that. I really, really do think that. And uh, I guess I am giving a microaggression toward Chinese or Asians. And uh, yeah, I'm horrible. So I am not a credit to my race. Oh, that's just another one. All right. So I'm going to go down here. I'm going to go down. I'm going to go down. Okay. So let, let, let's, uh, let's go down to other things. When a white man... Or a woman clutches his or her purse. That's funny. His or her purse. There's a his purse. There's a his purse. Why don't we just call it man bag? We used to call them fag bags before back in the day, in the day but I guess you can't say that these days. So a white man or a woman clutches his or her purse or checks the wallet as a black or, or man of color approaches. Really? So... If a woman is seeing a black man walking toward her and she, and it, and she may suspect that 
that black person, right, may be suspicious because maybe a black person was around town or, and, and he's been stealing or assaulting women. And if that white woman or white woman it has to be a white woman or a white man, okay, they clutch their fag bag or the purse. That's a microaggression. Really? We, can't we practice some type of, of uh, I guess, precognitive type of exercise here, right? Some, some precognitive ability of saying, wait a minute, that person looks a little sketchy. Haven't you ever seen someone and say, man, that person looks a little sketchy? We don't care about the color of their skin. We care more about the, the way they act or if they look kind of homeless and crazy. It's okay to clutch your man bag or your purse even check your wallet. If anyone is approaching with you, it doesn't matter if they're black or Latino. But apparently, if you do it, if they're black, Latino, or Asian, you're racist. If it's a white person, it's okay. Shoot, I do it for a white person too. A store owner following a customer of color around the store. Well, why don't we just say, you know, his store has been ransacked by many black young men in gangs. So if you see a lot of black young men approaching your store, dressed like thugs, looking like they're no good, you can't follow them around? You can't follow? You can't practice some ingenuity? You know, some investigative intelligence? No, that's being racist. That's a form of a microaggression. See, this is coming from the UCLA Diversity and Faculty Department, Right? And this is the this is why college is such a ripoff right now because you're getting taught. If you go to college right now, if you send your kids to college, they'll be learning this crap. They'll be going into debt to learn this crap. And that's why I think, hey, you know what? College is a total scam. Unless you would want to become a lawyer, doctor, or maybe some type of teacher. But even then, there should be some different ways to get to that point, right? So you can avoid all of this BS. By the way, just to let you know, if you say, I'm not a racist, apparently you are. According to the UCLA Diversity and Faculty Development Department, you are. So you can't say, if they say, hey, you're a racist, and you say, whoa, I'm not a racist, that means you are, even though you're not. Now, I've said that a lot because I got accused of being racist a lot of times, right? Because I said, you know, just recently... You know, a good friend of mine on Facebook, never met her in person, uh, she sent to me a video of a, of a, of, I think it was a prime, mini- prime minister or some type of high-level politician over there, over there in Australia, and he was, he had a black woman, a young black woman, not young black woman, maybe about mid-40s, mid-50s or something like that, maybe mid-60s, translating a form of pidgin English when he was, uh, during his Corona PSA public service announcement. So he'll say things like, he would say things like, uh, the coronavirus is very safe. And, and this woman next to him would translate it into English and saying, the Corona needle, it's very safe. <laughs> it's the same thing. And why was he, why did he, he pick her? Because he believed that these, this, this race of people, the indigenous people were not smart enough to speak proper English, so he hires a woman to speak broken English so they can translate it. It's broken English. That's equivalent 
of hiring a translator here in Hawaii to speak pidgin for us. Now, here in Hawaii, we have our own form of pidgin. We call it pidgin. And uh, just the other day, a few days ago, one of my contractors working on my house, he broke it out with me. He said, hey, Steve, check, check the bugs. Get choked, huh? <laughs> of course, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, you don't, have to, you don't have to learn pigeon to know what that means. He's, he found termites in the wall. He said, hey, he called me. Hey, Steve, right? Come over here. There's termites in the wall. There's a lot of them. You don't need, I don't, I don't need an interpreter for that. You don't need an interpreter for that. It's just the way people talk. It's, it's short. It's a short for, form of English slang. And you, and you know what was racist again? It was, it was racist to assume that the person speaking pidgin or the race of people, the indigenous people who, who speak broken English can't understand regular English. That's the racist component of it. <laughs> I do speak pidgin. Every single local here in Hawaii does. I think it's 100%, but we don't. We Most of us speak proper English, 1 million percent. All right. Let's move this down here because I'm getting a little bored reading about all these microaggressions. Okay. So apparently you can't say to an Asian, Latino, or Native American is saying, and ask them, why are you so quiet? We want to know what you think. Speak up a little. The message that sends is to assimilate into dominant white culture. Really? Really? All right. <laughs> Why are you always so angry? You can't ask that to a person. You know what? You should actually ask some people that. Again, like what I told you before. Anger. Anger, anger, anger comes from a really bad form of fear. And a lot of people are angry. And a lot of times when you sit a person down on a couch, a, a psychologist will sit a person down on the couch and ask them, what makes you angry? Why are you so angry? Why are you so angry? What triggers you? And you have to get to the bottom of that. But apparently, even a psychologist cannot ask their patient, why are you always so angry? Because that's racist. That's a form of a microaggression. And UCLA wants you to stop asking that question. Apparently, a lot of liberals, a lot of liberal kids are getting asked, why do my parents say I'm always so angry? <sighs> right? That's what it is. Okay. Use of the pronoun he to refer to all people. All right. That means the male experience is universal. So if I say... The mailman dropped off the mail to me. I can't say that, right? I can't say mankind. One step for mankind. Oh, microaggression. So apparently I can't even say that. Mankind. What do I have to use, right? All right. Being forced to choose between two genders, male or female, when completing basic forms. Really? That's science. That's science, people. That's not a microaggression. Oh, two options for relationship status, married or single. Well, yeah, that's you. What, where are you going to be, married or single, right? You know, or divorced or what, maybe um, married but looking to be single? We should have all the options out there, right? Or should we just have it, have it blank and say 
single but looking to be married i think maybe next week but maybe not i'm having a couple of of, of um of doubts but i think i'm interested in the bridesmaid that should be an option right because if you just not an option it's a microaggression all right a heterosexual man who often hangs out with his female friends is assumed to be gay huh that's <laughs> that's not a microaggression all right now I just have to say, you know, you know, I hang out with a lot of women. Nobody ever thinks I'm gay. In fact, if anything, they think I'm actually dating one of them. If if that's that's usually the the if I show up with one of my very pretty friends to someone, they automatically think we're a couple. If I if I show up with a couple of them, I've never get the assumption that I'm gay. <laughs> but you know, I I've been I've been on the other side where where I've assumed that one person going to shop is pretty gay because they're acting pretty gay. They have the little man purse. They're wearing little too tight jeans and they're wearing capris and they're wearing eyeshadow and their hair is just perfect. Really, really, really perfect. And they have a lot, a lot, a lot of hand motions. Why can't I assume that person is gay? That guy's, that guy's showing all, this, all the signals. I'm pretty much assuming he's gay. That's a microaggression for me to stereotype that because they're saying that men, you're forcing men, feminine men, who do not fit the male stereotype and they are considered inferior to straight men. I don't know if they're inferior or not. How, how are they? They're the ones who are assuming that they're inferior. UCLA is assuming that it's inferior. All right. I'm going to stop this pretty soon because I'm, I'm getting a little irritated here. All right. So when a female student asks a male professor for extra help on an engineering assignment and he asks, what do you need to work on this for anyway? You're a girl. You don't have to be good at math. Okay, that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Who talks to women like that? That's just being, first of all, that's being rude. That's not a microaggression. That is a flat-out rude statement. All right? That, that is a flat-out rude statement. All right. A person asks a woman her age, and upon hearing that she is 31, you say she looks a lot younger. That's a freaking compliment. So if a person says, oh, they're 31, and, and, and you're like, wow, you look a lot younger than that, that's a compliment. That's not a microaggression. I'm sorry. That, that's, really? Really? We can't tell a woman she looks a lot younger? I think they love that. Now, I would never ask a woman her age. I just don't. You know, men... Men by, men by experience know for a fact you, you never ask a woman their age, but you can always, you can always say this. If the woman always puts you, puts you on the spot, I'll give you some advice. A woman will ask you, how old do you think I look? You just minus 15 years from, from whatever's in your mind. So if you think, oh, she looks like 40, automatic, automatic 25, automatic 25, it's safe. It's really, really, really safe, all right? So, that's a really good, a really good advice, piece of advice there, all right? Okay, so let's see here. Going on, going on. Um, shows a surprise when a feminine woman turns out to be a lesbian, okay? <laughs> you know, a lot of women out there who are lesbians are bisexual. Nothing wrong with that, and it does, it does surprise me, um, basically, because, you know, you have another very eligible woman who's out, who's off the market and you're probably going to lose it to a lesbian. 
And uh, there's nothing wrong with that. It just means that you're saying, oh, you know, you just have no chance. And it's kind of sad. It's, it's, not, it's not like I have a surprise on my, you know, my eyebrows are going up. And I'm saying, you're, you're trying to say, oh, man, I'm, I'm kind of bummed. I'm just a little bummed here. I'm a little bummed here. All right. Labeling an assertive, hold on, labeling an assertive female committee chair or dean as a bitch while describing a male counterpart as a forceful leader. Now, I don't know who has ever done that before. Oh, I'm sorry. They censored it. I think it's bitchy. Labeling an assertive female or a committee chairman or dean, wow, they're very specific there, as a bitchy. All right. There are some females out there in very powerful positions, and they're, they're kind of bitchy. And then, I'm sorry, they're a bitch. Females call them a bitch. Males call them a bitch because they're being a freaking bitch. All right? It's like labeling a, a, a bridezilla a bridezilla. You know, they're being a bridezilla. If they're being a bitch. Now, uh, we, <laughs> males, we call males bitch. We say, hey, stop bitching about it, you know? You're being a freaking bitch. It's an, it's an accurate, it's an accurate um, description. There can be male leaders who are bitches, you know, or crybabies or anything like that. Calling someone a bitch is an insult, but it's an insult that has that 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 has um, I guess what what is the right, right word to say? Why don't we just say this? Where there's smoke, there's fire. So if some if people are calling this person a bitch, it doesn't have to be female or male. Doesn't not have to be female or male. Something's there, really. Something's something is there. All right, all right. I'm going to stop it because I'm you know I'm just I'm just sick and tired of all this crap. Is that another microaggression? By the way, I also read here that math is also being considered a microaggression, as well assuming that everyone can can has the ability to speak proper English. That's also racist as well, right? And also believing that men are masculine and you have no and there's no such thing as toxic masculinity. That's apparently sexist as well because, well, according to universities, all men are toxic. That, to me, is sexist. All right. So that's my podcast for today, people. You know, I, I showed you examples of microaggressions. I'm not sure where you stand on them. I think they're completely idiotic. I hope you do, too, because... How in the world will you ever carry on with, a, you know, having a decent conversation with anyone? It would just be boring. You know, <laughs> I'm going to continue my podcast for a little bit here. You know, when I read papers from uh, college students, when I read uh, re- research papers or anything like that, and they're asking me to edit their grammar for them, and I read it for my friends, and I tell them, this, the paper you wrote is boring. It is boring. Why? I don't hear your personality. I don't hear your anger, your fear, your argument in here at all with the language that you're using on here. Because when these college kids write, they are so scared to, to, to express their opinion, to express any type of livelihood, you know, any type of uh, colorful language in their argument out there. Because they, they fear being labeled as a racist, a sexist, or any type of microaggression, microaggression you can kind of say out there. They're so scared. They're living in fear. And that's not the way to live. You know, Hollywood has gotten so woke, 
so stupid with microaggressions, pointing out every single finger that they've literally killed comedy. You can't make fun of anything. They ended up canceling Kevin Hart that one year. I think it was either for the Golden Globes or the Oscars. Kevin Hart is fine. He's not no racist. He's not no sexist. He's not no homophobe. He's not none of that. They tried canceling, canceling Dave Chappelle, and they got so woke that they had to cancel the Golden Globes because they couldn't find a comedian to host their show who didn't say anything that was not offensive to them. By the way, comedy is supposed to be offensive. That's why it's funny. If we can laugh at all of the offensive things out there in the world, and it, we, we detach offensive statements, right, o- offensive o- observations from the hate and laugh about it, we become in control. We've detached anger and fear from a racist, from a racist statement or from an offensive statement or from a microaggression. It no longer has any power and we can laugh it off. And that's when you know you have control of your life. Right now, you know, here's, here's the bad thing about this microaggression thing. Okay, say for example, we have angry people. We have angry people out there in the world who are racist, who are white supremacists, who are just out there to just ruin your life. And trust me, if you're a college student listening to my podcast, there are a lot of assholes out there who want to put you down for no good reasons, and they don't care about your stupid microaggression crap, all right? They're going to speak to you like a man or a woman. They're going to treat you the same, and they're going to show you tough love sometimes. You can't go crying to mama about this. You can't go crying to your dean. Just, oh, yeah, microaggression. No. You got to take it on the chin, and you got to look at that person in the eye, and you either got to take it or you got to give it back. But either way, you're going to grow as an adult, you're going to mature because as these people try to break you down, what happens if it doesn't control you? You grow. It, you, it, the words that they, the words that they throw to you, they call you all different types of names. It just makes you stronger. I remember when I, I used to play football. I used to play football in high school, and the coach used to always rail on me. He used to always just rail on me, call me every single diff- every single name, call me chink and call me all these different types of things, right? You know, oh, you know, you can't do this. Oh, you're running this and all your bow leg and all that kind of things, right? It kind of hurt my feelings a little. But then again, it didn't bother me after a while because I grew tough. And afterwards, after practice was over, give me say, he say, he tell me, hey, kid, you're doing quite, a, you're doing quite good. You're doing really good, you know? All of those things they were saying to get into your head. And if you, if you broke down, that means you were weak. But what happened at the end of the day, all of that name calling, all of those things ending, ended up making me stronger in the long run. All right? You can't always be cuddled. You know? You can't always be cuddled. You're not a little cute little cat, cute little dog, cute little guinea pig. I'm sorry, you're human. All right, people, now I'm out of here. Hope this podcast was good. Hope you uh, live life. Don't worry about microaggressions. Don't worry about wearing masks. Don't worry about COVID. Don't worry about Fauci. Don't worry about how stupid Biden is. Have fun, laugh at it, live life, and prosper. 
All right, everyone, that's it for today. I had fun podcasting. If you like what you hear, please share my podcast. If you can't find me, look on your favorite podcast platform and look for BBQ2 Movies. That's BBQ T.O. Movies. Yeah, the T.O. is not the number two, by the way. It is T.O., like Terrell Owens. So that's BBQ2 Movies. Catch you around.